beginning with verse 1, and we'll be reading through the 10th verse. This is the word of God. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for his judgments are true and just. For he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Once more they cried out, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. (coughs) And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, small and great. Then... I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. Then I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Amen to this reading of God's holy and divinely inspired word. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Let's pray. Our Lord and our God, um, open up our eyes that we may behold wondrous things from your law. We pray that your words, your life-giving, loving words uh, would not only enter our ears, but pierce our hearts, Lord. Pray that we would be transformed by these gospel truths, Lord. May your Holy Spirit give us not only understanding, but hearts to obey. All to your glory and praise, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As followers of the incarnate, crucified, risen, and returning Christ, how are you feeling uh, on this first day of 2023? On this first Sunday uh, of 2023? You know, are you feeling beat up 
battle-weary after 2022? Are you feeling fearful about the host of unknowns in 2023? You know, where is the, the sure source of your security, your, your strength, and your salvation? You know, here, here in Psalm 93, the Lord our God graciously gives us as believers that joyful assurance of his sovereignty over every situation of life both present and future. You know, Psalm 93 speaks of the Lord's salvation reign. You know, starting in 2017, uh, we, we've studied a psalm uh, on the first Sunday of each new year. For those of you who keep records or, or those of you who don't, so thus far they've been Psalm 40, Psalm 142, Psalm 67, Psalm 115, Psalm 138, Psalm 11, and now Psalm 93. You know, why study a psalm at the start of the new year? You know, as I was preparing one of the the books I I pulled off the shelf was a a book by a a dear brother in Christ, uh, Dr. D. Ralph Davis, you know, he's written a few books on the Psalms. Uh, the title of his first book on the Psalms, Psalm 1 through 12, was this, The Way of the Righteous in the Muck of Life. But he writes this in the preface. He writes it about his father, who was also a preacher. And I quote, My father once remarked that when the Lord's people come to the Lord's house, They often come dragging heavy burdens. Hence, he said, he usually tried to include something in his preaching that might prove heartening to them. Verses like Isaiah 40, verse 1, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. And still going on with the quote, And often the Lord's people have found the balm of Gilead, flowing from the Psalms. I love that expression. And often the Lord's people have found the balm of Gilead flowing from the Psalms. Hence, one of the reasons for these expositions is so that a few of the saints might be fortified. You know, turn with me to Psalm 93. There there are only five Brief but uh, beautiful verses that uh, we've already read together. Thanks to Tom for leading us. You know, there, there are verses about the Lord's sovereign reign even during the surging floods of life. You know, Psalm 93 is a psalm that indeed does fortify us in our faith in Christ. You know, and here as we look at Psalm 93, let us learn that the Lord's sovereign reign, even during life's floods, joyfully reassures believers. Well, how does the scriptural truths of the Lord's reign reassure believers? You know, three truths here about the Lord's reign. It's a sovereign reign. 
It's a strong reign in verses 3 and 4. And finally, verse 5, it's a salvation reign. We begin with the Lord's sovereign reign there in verses 1 through 2. There, there is no recorded author for Psalm 93, no known historical context. But if you look at the psalms surrounding the Psalm 93 and Psalm 95 through 100, 100, they speak about God, our King, and that's how Psalm 93 starts, with a with a sovereign declaration. The very first word of Psalm 93 is Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh. You know, the, the Lord reigns. You know, it sets the tone. Uh, for this psalm, and I believe it's a truth we, we need to carry in our hearts and mind in 2023. The Lord reigns. He, he reigns now. He has always reigned. He will always reign. You know, he, he's the king. He's our faithful and covenant-keeping God. And again, referring um, to uh, a quote by Dr. Davis, he tells us that this title for God reminds us of God's presence with his redeemed people. You know, it's one of the most majestic and merciful names for our Lord. Uh, there's a host of examples, but let me read just one. Isaiah 52, verses 6 and 7. Isaiah 52, verse 6. Therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, in that day, they shall know that it is I who speak. Here am I. Or better translation is, is here I am. You know, that, that's God's name, Jehovah. The, the great I am. And he goes on, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. You know, the Lord reigns with majesty and strength and immutability. He, he's the king. The, the King of kings and Lord of lords. The Lord rules over us. He defends us. He conquers all of his and our enemies. You know, Christians should be filled with, with gladness and joy over God's reign. You know, First Chronicles 16 speaks of uh, the entrance of, of the ark into the tent, and there's a verse, First Chronicles 16, 31. Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice, and let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. You know, there, there's a gladness and, and, and joy, knowing that the Lord sits upon his throne. He's in complete control. You know, he knows the number of hairs on our head. He knows when a sparrow falls. You know, there are no random events, no loose molecules. You know, the Lord reigns. 
You know, but going back to Psalm 93, you know, there, there's a sovereign description of the Lord's reign, a, a sovereign declaration, and now a sovereign description so that we might better understand uh, the Lord's reign for distinguishing marks uh, of the Lord's majestic reign there in the latter part of verse 1 and verse 2. First, he is robed in majesty. You know, Scripture here speaks of his regal garments of of majesty. You know, it's not the robe is majestic. God all of a sudden becomes majestic when the home, the robe is placed on him. No. You know, the, the robe, he's robed because he's already majestic. You know, that's, that's what sovereign kings wear. You know, this robe of majesty. You know, he's majestic from all eternity. Another psalm says he is clothed with majesty and splendor. Secondly, he has put on strength as his belt. You know, he's not only majestic, uh, but but here when when you put on strength as a belt, uh, we could also understand that he has girded himself. It's a military term. You know, God doesn't sit passively on his throne. You know, God God is actively involved, you know, in, in his church, in our lives, and in, in, in our culture. You know, he is armed. He has put on strength as his belt. He's fully armed for spiritual battle. You know, third... He has indeed established or made firm the world. It shall never be moved. You know, Kyle and Delich in their commentary put it this way, quote, the world as being the place of the kingdom of Yahweh shall stand without tottering in opposition to all hostile powers. You know, remember that truth. There are those who are are so fearful of global warming. warming. There's even a a, a new fear out there that is being spread. Well, stop having children. You know, you're going to ruin the environment. Use all the resources. So stop having children. You know, what what foolishness. You know, here, the, the Lord has established... The, the earth, it, it's firm. You know, it, it shall never be moved until that final day of judgment. You know, third or fourth and finally, well, going back to the last one, there is a genuine security in God's sovereignty. You, you may not feel the security in anything right now. You know, the, 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 the value of, of money you know, what's going to happen with, with COVID? You know, there, there is genuine security for us in God's sovereignty. But finally, your throne is established from of old. You know, from eternity past, presently to eternity future, the Lord is sitting on his throne in full control of all of his creation, in full control of all of his creatures, everything around us. 
Oh, it's not like a, a president or a politician. Well, Lord, you get to serve for two terms, and then we get to decide on someone else. No. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. Almost sang the hymn this morning, immortal, invisible, God only wise. You know, God is that immortal one sitting upon his throne. You know, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 17 tells us, speaking of Christ, to the king of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. You know, it's not only the Lord, it's our triune God who is sitting upon the throne. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You know, in full control of everything. You know, starting to reflect back, you know, beginning of a new year and at this stage of the pastorate and I was a little bit surprised to realize I, I've preached on 85 psalms, you know, here in the past 11 and a half years. To put that in perspective, only 78 sermons on Romans. Uh, and then along with the psalms preached on in Sunday school back when, ask Roger, he'll probably remember the year, we spent a good length of time going through Psalm 119. You know, but and then again, each Lord's Day, we include a responsive reading from the Psalms in our worship service. You know, why should Christians saturate themselves in the Psalms? I believe we should saturate ourselves in all of Scripture. You know, but but always stay in the Psalms as well. You know, in the Psalms, we learn about God's sovereign reign over us, over David, over Moses, over Israel, and over us as God's beloved and chosen children. You know, the the Psalms provide us with these beautiful biblical glimpses of, of the majestic reign of the Lord. You know, so when you're feeling insecure, when I'm feeling insecure in 2023, maybe you're feeling insecure even today. You know, when your life seems to be crumbling all around you, you're fearful of the future, pray Psalm 93, verses 1 and 2. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, The world is established, it shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. You know, we can rejoice in our reigning, majestic, powerful, and everlasting Lord and reigning King. The Lord reigns. It is the song of the gospel church of the glorified church the lord reigns the lord's sovereign reign but the lord's strong reign verses three and four you know now now the savage storms of life 
strike the believer there in verses 3 and 4. Such a sharp contrast between the opening verses and these next two verses. You know, but, but still there is scriptural reassurance here and, and, uh, you know, wait for it. You know, but it starts with tumultuous storms. You know, in one verse, three times, we hear this appalling reality. The floods have lifted up. You know, the Bible says it's once, it's important, says it's twice, it's very important. Very few things the Bible says three times. You know, holy, holy, holy of God. You know, the, the floods have lifted up. Oh, Lord, the floods have lifted up their voice. Picture raging rivers, surging streams, or mountainous waves. You know, these floods can represent a savage storm in nature, uh, a, a cyclone, a, a, a force five hurricane. You know, it, but it, they can also be a devastating personal storm of life. Or they can represent as well world powers that seek to destroy God's people. It's a verse, Isaiah, well, two verses, Isaiah 8, 7, and 8, Isaiah 8, 7. Therefore, behold, the Lord is bringing up against them the waters of the river. That's capitalized, speaking of the Euphrates River. Mighty and many, the king of Assyria and all his glory, and it will rise over all its channels and go over all its banks, and it will sweep on into Judah. It will overflow and pass on, reaching even to the neck, and its outspread wings will fill the breadth of your land, O Emmanuel. It's not a literal flood here, but this flood of foreign powers coming upon God's people, you know, the, the floods have lifted up. You know, but lest we despair, well, you know, consider this. You know, this is not the exception. You, as you read through Scripture, you know, think of all the storms. You know, N- Noah and the ark. You know, I don't, I don't think that was a little pitter-patter that fell on the ark. Oh, this is a nice, refreshing sound of rain on a metal roof. No, it it was a deluge. You know, think of the storm during Jonah's life. You know, threw him overboard, and God providentially provided the fish. Think of the, the storm even in Jesus' day, the storms that surrounded the disciples in the boat there on the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus was even in the boat with them. You know, wind and waves, the boat sinking, You know, they're fearful of drowning. You know, they wake Jesus up. You know, what does Jesus say? Peace be still. You know, and what happened immediately with the wind and the waves? They were still. You know, even in the floods of life, God is still sovereign. He controls the wind and the waves all around us or within us. You know, God's people take another look there at verse 3. 
you know, floods have lifted up, O Lord. You know, I believe it's a visual picture. Then the floods have lifted up their voice. You know, it's just overwhelming. They see the floods. They, they hear the floods. And we would despair, but, but go back to the first line of verse 3. You know, the floods have lifted up. What are the next two words? Oh, Lord. You know, is God asleep at the wheel? You know, is God indifferent? No, he, he most certainly knows the storms of our life. He sends the storms into our lives. Why? So that we would cry out to him in faith knowing that only he can save us, only he can help us. You know, and that's a good thing. You know, but then there are thundering waves. Sort of an echo effect, a mirror image, verse 4, mightier than the thunders of many waters. It's, you know, intensified just from hearing the voice. Now it's, it's like thunder, and you'll hear that same imagery if you go back and look at Revelation 19. You know, mightier than the waves on the sea. And and then again, what do we read? The Lord on high is mighty. You know, the Lord reigns, first truth, second. The Lord on high is, is mighty. You know, David Dixon helps us here. He writes, the Lord is above all terrible things to bridle them at his pleasure and by his power able to terrify those that terrify his church. You know, what are your worrisome waves? You know, what are the deep fears of your heart here on January 1st, 2023? The Lord on high is mighty. The Lord reigns. He's in complete sovereign control over our lives. Personal illustration. I probably have told this before, but that's what happens when you get old. You can tell the same stories numerous times, but Lynn and I went to a Christian college just north of Boston on Cape Ann my senior year. I persuaded my father, made an economic argument uh, that six friends and I uh, all chipped in together. We rented a a seaside home during the off-season. Rates were were much, much cheaper. The the home was in Gloucester, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, The home was situated about 30 feet you know, uh, above granite cliffs. You know, it, it sat on a flat area. Uh, I can't remember the date, but uh, a strong winter storm uh, struck uh, the Atlantic. I believe it was a, a nor'easter. And the winds gusted to over 70 miles an hour. You know, and, and so the waves were, were enormous. You know, they, they hit the bottom of that, of that granite cliff and, and they crashed up over the seawall that was there by the house. Um, 
And of course, you know, being young men, we had to go outside and experience these uh, powerful winds and raging seas. Oh, can we stand up in 70-mile-an-hour winds? It's tough, let me tell you. We were too foolish, I think, to be fearful. Wouldn't recommend this, young people or older people. You know, but, but it's a memory burned in my brain. You know, when I think about the floods have lifted up mightier than the thunders of mightier than the thunders of many waters. You know, and isn't it that way when the troubles of life hit us? Man, they, they seem overwhelming. You know, how can I stand up? You know, how will I survive this storm of life? You know, truth be told, it's been a bit of a storm in 2022 for our family with with my health situation. And, you know, you're looking to the future and uh, looking to the Lord, trust and pray and faith. You know, so so it's a, a bit of a rebuke and a reassurance, you know, to me, and I hope to many here, to all of you here, to read at, you know, the last part there, Psalm 93, verse 4. The Lord on high is mighty. You know, say that with me. The Lord on high is mighty. You know, quote that before you read the... Uh, the news later on, the front page. You know, at times it's easier to preach this truth, you know, than to practice it and profess it in everyday life. You know, the sovereign might and mercy of Christ, you know, and lest we doubt that, you know, think about the Lord Jesus Christ nailed to the cross. Think about him taking his last earthly breath, his human breath. You know, there, there is Christ, you know, buried in a tomb for three days. What were the disciples thinking? All the followers of Christ, the floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voices. You know, but then the third day. Glorious resurrection from the grave. Ascension into glory. His his power, his might over sin and death in the grave. That's what God's word is teaching us here in Psalm 93, verse 4. The Lord on high is mighty. Finally, the Lord's salvation reign. We see in the Lord's sovereign reign, verses 1 and 2, the Lord's Strong rain in verses 3 and 4. Verse 5 almost seems like an an anomaly, a little bit difficult to understand, but but here it speaks of the Lord's salvation rain. Truths of reassurance, of gospel reassurance. And it begins there, your decrees, your testimonies. The word of God. Holy Scripture that we hold in our hand, your gospel promises are are fully trustworthy. Yes, the storms are surrounding us. You know, at at times it seems like we're we're sinking, but Lord, your testimonies 
are, are trustworthy because they come from your very mouth, spoken to us, written down by your holy prophets. You know, testimonies speak of God's holy laws. You know, when you read through Psalm 119, you'll see it repeated again and again. But to give you a little sample, Psalm 119, verse 24. Psalm 119, verse 24. Your testimonies, same word, your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. You know, that, that's what gives me hope. That's what gives me joy and gladness. You know, in, in God's word, you're, they are my counselors. They, they guide me. They lead me. Order my steps. You know, God's word remains faithful in, in a fallen world. You know, think of that verse we say together every Lord's Day. You can say it again. Isaiah 40, verse 8. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Especially that last part, will stand forever. Standing now, as stood in the past, will stand in the future for all eternity. Your testimonies are trustworthy. Second, there, thinking of the Lord's salvation reign, holiness befits your house, or holiness adorns your house. Yes, it speaks of the tabernacle in the Old Testament and the temple. Yes, the holy of holies. You know, but scripture calls Christians God's house or God's temple. First Corinthians three, sixteen and seventeen. 1 Corinthians three sixteen. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. You know, so what scripture is, is teaching us here in Psalm 93 and then again 1 Corinthians 3 Holiness ought to adorn our lives. You know, if you're looking for resolutions, I'm not a big believer in resolutions. But, you know, if if you are making resolutions, you know, add that to your list. Lord, may I be more holy in 2023. That's a hard one to share at the office around the water cooler. Lord, may I be more holy. May I be more Christ-like in 2023. May I be more holy because I'm reading your holy word and your Holy Spirit fills me. May I be more holy, more, more sanctified, growing in my grace and knowledge and love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, may you reign over my life. You know, so, you know we... A, a, giving a statement of your salvation. Yeah, I, yes, I accepted the Lord when I was 7, 8, 12, 16, 32. You know, but we ought to be showing to a watching world around us that the Lord reigns in, in our lives. 
in our families, in, in our churches. You know, it's a chaotic world all around us. You know, came to the church Friday morning, and someone took three rocks from our churchyard, smashed up our windows here on South Cherry Street, and my first reaction, of course, was anger. You know, why would anyone do something like this to a church? You know, but then realized, man, need to pray for these young people or whoever did it. You know, the, the world is chaotic. You know, we're not safe and secure in the church. You know, we're safe and secure because Christ reigns in our hearts. Last part, Psalm 93. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord. Third time we've heard that glorious title, O Lord, forevermore. The Lord eternally reigns. He's eternally robed in majesty. Eternally puts on strength as his belt eternally reigns from his throne, eternally rules over the roaring floods and mighty waters. His word remains eternally trustworthy. Holiness should, should always adorn God's people, you know, be, because Christ has declared us righteous in Christ. Close with this. Uh, we received an email yesterday, came to me. I know some of you are on their mailing list, Josh and Vanya Thomas. Um, they are missionaries from our church. We support them. They serve with our denomination, World Witness, in Germany. They had been in Turkey, and they've been in Germany now for a few years. They're laboring to plant a multilingual church. A lot of Turkish refugees there in, in Germany. They, as their church as well, of course, ministers to Germans and, and to all who need Christ. And, and in this letter, I've got a copy here, put a copy <coughs> on the church bulletin board so that you can read it or I can send you an e-copy. You know, but they begin this letter by thanking us, thanking us for our prayers for them over these past years, especially this past year. You know, I believe Vanya's the one writing the letter. The family has been going through COVID. You know, even there in Germany, very restrictive. They had to stay in their apartment for three or four weeks. Vanya's mother died back in the States and because of the COVID restriction, she could not even go to her own mother's funeral. Other trials. You know, but they close the letter with a gospel truth uh, that is said each day at, at Samuel School. That's their, their youngest son. He's age seven. And uh, the gospel truth they say each day at Samuel School is this. And God is still on his throne. And God is still on his throne. 
You know, how does Psalm 93 bring us gospel hope and help as we start this new year of 2023? You know, God is sovereign. He's in complete control of all of his universe, of each of our lives, over his church, over our families. He's strong. You know, he's not only sovereign, reigning, but but he's strong. Best of all is salvation. You know, that, that we have hope knowing that Christ has defeated sin and death in the grave by his death for our sins, his resurrection from the grave. That's our gospel assurance, not only in 2023, but uh, till the Lord comes again or calls us home. Amen? Let's pray. Our Father and our God, um, thank you for each chapter, each verse, each book of the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. Lord, thank you that your decrees are very trustworthy, most trustworthy. Lord, thank you that you are a God who reigns. We praise you, Lord, that the Lord on high is mighty. Lord, thank you that you are that sovereign, strong, saving God, that God who loves us in Christ. And uh, Lord, may we live by your grace and for your glory each and every day. All to your glory and praise, we ask this in Christ's name. Amen.